The Weekend Legends Catch-Up Podcast. Best listened to in a Mazda BT-50. Built smart and built tough. Make sure it's built like a BT-50. So what do you got cooking this weekend, huh? Put your head between your legs in the brace position and get ready for another week of bats hitting balls. Balls through nets and off rackets with coaches blowing up and referees entering the witness protection program. Sit back, relax and enjoy what Triple M modestly calls the Weekend Legends. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Now, Andrew Rose, I'm sure your window at home is closed because of the Sydney Hayes. Oh, yeah, of course. Sure. But the NRL trade window is officially open. Yikes. Is there a breeze called Latrell Mitchell Mitchell blowing through all the windows in Belmore right now? You know, there was a lot of there'll be a lot of angry hot air out of the mouths of Roosters fans if the rumors are true. Latrell's coming to the blue and white. I'm so excited. I think it might happen. Now yeah. the Rugby World Cup final is on eight PM tonight in Yokohama, Japan. England takes on South Africa. Mm. Later in the hour we're gonna help you work out who to go for. We're also gonna to talk to Ryan Grant from Sydney FC off the back of that. Thumping 4-1 win Huge. over Newcastle at Leichhardt Oval last night. Big show coming up. We give away another car to pressure washer with our pressure test and also tickets to the Howie Games live, so stick around for that. But up next, we told you last week that by the time that we were on air, there would be some moves in rugby league. And boy, what a few days has it been. Mm, boy, howdy. Which, which player made bank and which club is tanked? Oh. Find out next. It's the Weekend Legends here on Triple M. Put your feet up on the dash, recline the seat, and let these guys take the wheel, metaphorically. Obviously. Triple M's Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose, and yesterday the NRL transfer window officially opened and the 2020 club draw was released. And unsurprisingly, we have news to report. There's so much to talk about, Lachlan. First of all, Rose, retirements. Mm -hmm. So there's been some retirements. Sam Burgess, of course, is the big high-profile departure from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. It's a big one. We'll dig into that a little bit more later in the show. Yeah, we're going to be talking to Peter Tunks, former South great, about uh, Sam's retirement. But also Matt Gillette, you know, Broncos, Queensland, Australian great. He's gone as well, both with shoulders. Mm. Ben Maddalena for the Tigers. Now, the clubs are sweating on these medical exemptions for the salary cap. For Sam, it's like $3.5 over three years or something. Yeah, that's a crazy amount of money. So clubs are kind of leaning into these, hey, how about you retire and we can free up that money to get Luttrell maybe. <laughs> Perhaps to assist the NRL in their deliberations, uh, Supercoach Wayne Bennett has suggested that they have a shoulder inquiry. Why are shoulders <laughs> being done in rugby league? I've got a couple of theories about why they're getting shoulders done in sure, rugby league. Sure, yeah. It's called tackling. <laughs> Now, deals are in the wind. Now, it looks like, and I'm not sure the ink is drying yet, but the Travojevic's, $13 million over six years to go to the Canterbury, no, sorry, to stay (laughs) with the Manly Ringa Seagulls. That makes sense to me. You made a lot of uh, uh, outrageous claims last week that I think are going to come true Uh, because you predicted that the Travojevic's need to stay at Manly to keep that iconic brotherhood alive, and they're going to do exactly that. Yes, plus, they, as they always say, there's that third Travojevic brother who's always going to be better than the first Wait, two. there's a third? Oh, yeah, there's a third. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but I think their career will be defined by the fact that they are manly through and through. Absolutely. And uh, I hate to see them leave, so I'm really happy if they do stay. No, I do agree that if they, if they did jump somewhere to the dogs, it would have devalued everything they'd built a little bit. So I agree. The rumours are swelling that Latrell Mitchell is talking to the Bulldogs. Absolutely. I'm 100% behind this. I mean, when he does the little dog ears now and he scores the try, it's going to make so much sense. Well, I think from Latrell's point of view, he said, I basically want to be done with the game when I'm 30. A lot of players earlier in their careers are talking about winning comps. He's already done that, hasn't he? Yeah, he's already done that. It is strange, though, that the Roosters aren't leaning in on... I mean, he was centre of the year last year, right? Last year? No, this year, sorry? Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Luttrell? Yeah. Oh, well, he's, up, he's always sure. up there in that conversation, right? Yeah. And it, he's one of the star players, not just on the field, but 
notoriety-wise for the Roosters, everyone knows who Latrell Mitchell is. Why, why are the Roosters not leaning into Latrell? Well, it's, there is a thing called the salary cap. The Roosters do take notice of yeah, it as well. But you it's know. the Roosters. I don't think they believe in the salary cap. And they've locked in Joey Manu. I tell you what, though, uh, Latrell, always class touches. Go back and review the grand final. Some class touches, oh, yeah. two great tackles, the flick pass, and he was great for the Kangaroos last week. Around the Rabbitohs with Sam Burgess departing, some talk of Tyson Frizzell coming in to replace him. Cody Frizzell. Walker might be leaving. Mm. For the Tigers, Ryan Madison officially released now. So with Madison, Madalino, Eastern Masters gone, and perhaps Chris McQueen, yeah. we've got money. Lo- well, also, Lachlan asked before the show, are you going to have a team next year? Are you going to have a full amount of players? We've or? got $4.5 million to spend in 2021, mm. and the papers today are speculating Anthony Milford may be in the number one oh, jersey. How do you feel about the MILF coming well, to It's interesting, isn't it? I yeah. mean, we all love the MILF, but uh, as far as... Do we all love him? Sorry. Oh, Anthony Milford. Yeah, no, I love him too. <laughs> uh, and he could perhaps move into Benji's role after Benji retires. Sure, sure, sure. Thinking a little bit broader, Sonny Bill Williams offering a lot of money to perhaps play for the Toronto Wolfpack in the English Super League. That is really interesting. That's a lot of money to play to come back to footy. And here's a shock announcement. Mm. Cooper Cronk is going to be a halves coach for the Roosters. <sighs> Great. So, so he's now got an Excel spreadsheet and a clipboard. So, so we still get to see him sitting on the sideline all the time? Yeah. Now, yeah. briefly, the draw. Yeah, well, I mean, you're talking about Luttrell, right? I wanna, just going on the draw here, I want to start with round one. Because if Luttrell does sign to the blue and white, the mighty blue and white, the opening game of the opening round, Dogs v. Eels, Bank West, Luttrell debuting in the blue and white. Come on, guys. It, it'll, be, it'll be packed, right? Sold out? I'm more excited about Broncos and Cowboys at the New Townsville Stadium. <laughs> Give me a break. No, that will be good. The last game before ANZ gets refurbed will be the Dogs and Rabbits. That's a classic. Yep. The grand final rematch, Roosters and Canberra in Perth. Yeah. Can I just point something out? Yes. Broncos have 11 Friday night games and not one five-day turnaround the whole season. So not nothing's new. changed. It's a it's a rose-spiracy. <laughs> it's rugby league as we know it. And very quickly, the first ever cross-code double at Eden Park in Auckland, yeah. where the Raiders will take on the Warriors, and then the ACT Brumbies will take on the Auckland Blues. Mm. League and rugby coming together, that scares That's me. It's uncomfortable. The Magic Round will be three days this year, which yes. I think is much better. Love the Magic mm. Round. And the origin sequence goes Adelaide, Sydney, and Brisbane. And Brisbane, no grand final for you. <laughs> Next week, there'll be plenty more to bring you from the game that never sleeps, so keep it locked here on Triple M. But switching codes to the 15-man game, and with New Zealand claiming third place last night, we tell you who to barrack for tonight. That's next. It's the Weekend Legends here on Triple M. It's the radio equivalent of chowing down on a bacon and egg roll at your kids' under-six soccer. Uh, Triple M's Weekend Legends. It's the Weekend Legends with Chris and Rose, and rugby's grandest stage of them all, the Rugby World Cup final, is on tonight. Both England and South Africa, both deservant competitors, but we're not sure who should have our support, Chris. It's a bit of a conundrum if you're a Wallaby supporter, Lachlan. Who do you go for in the big dance? Really? Now, Rose, England is uh, looking for its second World Cup, South Africa its third. Yeah, okay. The last time they played was at Twickenham November last year, and England won 12 points to 11. South Africa, if they win the World Cup tonight, will be the first country to do so having lost a pool match. That would be history. You're right. Now, England are looking to add to the Cricket World Cup, so they've really been sticking it to New Zealand this year. Yeah, they have. I, I, were we all stunned when New Zealand got knocked out? I mean, were you stunned? Not, not at all. Really? Not at all. I think England's been the best team in this competition, and I think we saw cracks in the All Blacks. Let's face it, we beat them over in Perth this, this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they've just come to the end of their run, and I think England are very powerful, and they just shut down the All Blacks all the way through. Yeah. 
The All Blacks had to suffer through a 40 points to 17 win over Wales last night in the third place playoffs. Suffer through. I think it's important because I think it guarantees you a spot in the next World Cup, but there apparently wasn't on free-to-air in New Zealand TV. Yeah, I don't think they were expecting to come third. I think they were expecting to get to the final. So Paul free-to-air people didn't get to watch it, but I think some All Black fans would... Uh, be pretty bummed out about third place, wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, yeah. no. Yes, I think they'd be pretty yeah, bummed out. But you, I love what you said about they get third place that certifies them for the next World Cup. Can you imagine a Rugby Union World Cup without the All Blacks? How we, funny that would be. <laughs> we, we can dream. Now, if you look at the experts, they tend to be saying England for lots of oh, reasons. Of course. Their punishing defence, their control of the set pieces, their control of the breakdown with the kamikaze kids, Underhill and Curry. You've got a better accent. Stellar backline forwards that can offload. So they're all the reasons Englands are going to win. Sure. Here's the reason why South Africa will win. Okay. They'll bore England to death. <laughs> I mean, basically all they do, Faf de Klerk, the halfback, does that box kick. Yeah. You know, gets, gets it, kicks it downfield and then hopes the opposition makes a mistake. It is dull. Yeah, it's, it's a dull form of footy, and I, I don't think you're going to beat England with that. Really. No. And their fly half is meant to be their star, Andre Pollard, because of his... <gasps> Game management. Oh, so box kicking and game management. Oh, so God. so you'd kind of think, well, we should go for England, right? Yeah, I, I'm going for England. But we're okay. Southern Hemisphere, so South Africa. Yeah, but... But... <laughs> come on, Aussie Eddie Jones. It's in the papers today. It took him four years to recover from the Aussies losing, losing the World Cup in 2003. Oh, four years? Yeah, it took him two, four years to get over it. Now he's on this surge. And there's all these other Aussies involved. The attack coach. I mean, is that... Kind of ironic in rugby union that they have an attack. Well, for, for South Africa, maybe. <laughs> Scotty Wisemental is Australian. Uh, the Crows' former head coach Neil Craig is part of the high performance unit now. Is that for, right? Yeah, yeah. Jason Riles, rugby league great, has been involved with the team, and of course, Sticky Stewart is over there right no, now. No, he's not. No, he's not. Sitting next to Eddie Jones. Is that a bad? Can I get a month without Ricky Stewart sitting on a sideline somewhere having an opinion? So, South Africa or England? Who are you for? I'm, I, I, you make great arguments for both, but I, I feel like this is England's time. The way they're playing, the way the players are reacting, I, you know, I want to see England win it. What about you? I think England will win, but I think we should back referee Jerome Gus from France. <laughs> okay. Viva la France. Yeah, I'm with him. What a name. Live tonight, 8 p.m. England take on South Africa in the Rugby World Cup final. Tune in to watch that. But... We've got way more weekend legends coming up. We're going to have a chat to Sydney FC's Ryan Grant. Yes, He's going to join us after their 4-1 win last night. And we have our pressure test thanks to Karcher. So make sure you stick around. It's the weekend legends here on Triple M. Like having a weekend to the plums. Flam's Weekend Legends. It's the Weekend Legends. Built tough like a BT-50, Mazda BT-50. You're with Chris and Rose. And Prime Ministers and Sport are just a match made in heaven, aren't they, Chris? Well, that's very arguable, Lachlan. <laughs> right now, our current Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, who has a nickname which I coined, ScoMo. ScoMo. He is everywhere. You could see him last week presenting the Constellation Cup to the Aussie Diamonds when they retained the netball supremacy over the Kiwi Silver Ferns. Yes, uh, he supposedly was playing a bit of backyard cricket in a promotional event recently where he was dismissed four times in four balls. Yeah, yeah, four, four balls, four outs. He's been on the field. Last week he was carrying the drinks in the Prime Minister's 11 T20 game down in Canberra against Sri Lanka. A couple of weeks prior, he was running the water at the Prime Minister's 13 game in Fiji, Rose. Yeah, and that week on the show, we talked to Mal Meninga about this and we asked him what advice he gave ScoMo running the waters. None, actually, because you know how much he's a bit of a rugby league tragic, tragic isn't he? You know? yeah. So, I mean, he come down to the sideline, he's standing beside me next to me, he's got his shoes off, and <laughs> I'm trying to work out, I'm trying to work out interchange and how the team's going and stuff. We had a bit of a conversation about, I'm not quite sure what was going on, but uh, all of a sudden, 
had to call Gilly back, Trevor Gillemeister back, to give him the towel and the water bottle. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's running front on the field. And he's, he's had to run over and get the, the kicking key for the, you know, the kicker at the time. Um, so, oh, I reckon it humanises, normalises the... Do you reckon it normalises ScoMo, Chris? Yeah, he does the same thing at nightclubs. He just goes, I'm Prime Minister, and he just jumps to the queue. Don't worry, guys, I'll get the waters. <laughs> it's probably fair enough. But, I mean, I think our Prime Ministers have had a checkered relationship with sport. Yeah. Hawkey, Bob Hawke, I think he oh, got it right. I mean, yeah. he, he immortalised the America's Cup with you know anyone who sacks someone today as a bum for it's not showing up at work. Bum! He was a very good cricketer, though. He's most remembered for copping one in the face oh, when yeah. his glasses were shattered when he was playing for his uh, Prime Minister's office against the press gallery in 1984. A real beanball, that one. He holds the world record for the sconce pot yard glass sculling of 11 seconds. That's not a sport. That's just drinking. (laughs) John Howard, on the other hand, his cricket skills will always be remembered when he was uh, playing with some school kids in Pakistan. Oh, God. And he attempted to bowl his googly, and, of course, the ball just sort of flopped out. I did some research on this. It turns out it was a tennis ball with tape attached. Oh, what? John Howard... I am accusing you of ball tampering. <laughs> He's basically agreed to it. That's ridiculous. Julia Gillard, I think, got it right. Yeah, Rose. she gets it. She was number one ticket holder for the Western Bulldogs in the AFL. She just turned up, cheer, just, you know. Yeah, a fan, not getting in the way, not making it about themselves. Go the dogs, go home. Whereas Lawrence Mooney from Moon Man in the Morning's favourite Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull, <laughs> at the, uh, the Gold Coast Commonwealth Games last year, I don't oh. know if you remember, he joined the swimmers in the stands. And at one point... <laughs> I thought you were about to say in the pool. No. <laughs> <laughs> He actually anchored the 4 by 100 yeah. meters medley relay. Yeah, boy, can he go. Yeah, they got fifth. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all doing the big crowd sing-along of Johnny Farnham's You're the Voice, and there's a tight camera on Malcolm with arms yeah. around swimming. Doesn't know the words. You're kidding. Did not know the okay. words to You're the Voice. New rule. New rule in Australia. If you want to become the leader of this country, you need to know every word to You're the Voice. And maybe it was Paul Keating who worked out the best way prime ministers should be in relationship to sport. What's that? Every grand final, NRL, rugby union, AFL, cricket, whatever... He just didn't show up. Bring back heating. Polly's and Smart. I think they do work. It brings some good laughs for all of us fans. But switching gears, and Sydney FC gave Newcastle Jets a healthy serving last night. 4-1 victors. And we have Ryan Grant, the greatest mullet in the Southern Hemisphere, <laughs> on the line next. I'm going to ask him about it. It's The Weekend Legends here on Triple M. A show that combines our two great loves, The Weekend and Working half assed Triple M's Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose on Sydney's 104.9 Triple M. And last night, Sydney FC with a comfortable 4-1 victory over the Newcastle Jets at Leichhardt Oval. And Chris, it was a good game to watch. It right. sure was, Lachlan. I love what you did there, by the way, playing in excess's kick, and now we're talking about A-League. Yeah, it's really good, Lachlan. Well done. Huge win over the Jets, 4-1. to one. And to take us through the victory, we have Ryan Grant from Sydney FC on the line. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning, fellas. Good morning, Ryan. Congratulations on what was a very solid victory. It must be very nice to have seen the ball go in multiple times into the net after the frustrations of last week's derby match. Yeah, exactly. It was uh, obviously a, not a great result last week, but we created a lot of chances to score. And then last night we happened to put them away, which is a nice feeling, and uh, to get back on the on the ball with another three points. Yeah, the confidence seemed to come back. Ryan, it's Rose here. I'm the uh, diehard Sydney FC Foundation member of the show, so you'll hear me gush a lot in this interview. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Barbarousas getting off the mark last night in this stunning goal. Oh, Barbarousas found the gap beautifully. Barbarousas! his first goal for Sydney FC it's been a while coming denied twice by VAR review but not this time I don't think and Sydney extend their lead to 4-1 
good to see Barbarousas uh, get off the mark for Sydney FC, uh, get that off his back. But also his young little newborn daughter Lola was there to watch his dad play his first game. Uh, how did you feel about Barbarousas getting off the mark and did you get to meet Lola? Uh, yeah, obviously, uh, Stoke for Costa, um, as you can hear in the audio there, he's had a, a few goals uh, this last from VAR, which has been unfortunate, but mm. um, nice room last night to to break the drought, I suppose, and, and get off the mark for, for us. And um, Yeah, I saw in a few interviews he had his daughter uh, in his arms, so it was nice for her to be at the game. I think it was her first game. She's uh, not too old at the moment. No, she's so, tiny. Um, yeah, she's only little, um, Yeah, but she's adorable, so it was great that she could be there and I suppose that he could get his first goal in front of her. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, mate, to talk about something, I wanted to get your opinion on something in the A-League because there's a lot of rumours flying around this week about the possibility of Zlatan Ibrahimovic signing with Perth Glory for about six weeks. And as we know as Sydney FC fans, right now Perth Glory are a big rival of ours. How do you feel about the idea of an icon of football coming to Australia for six weeks like that? And would you want to play him? Uh, probably wouldn't want to play him because he's obviously a freak. <laughs> but um, no, it would obviously be pretty cool to be able to play against him. I think it would be unreal if he could come to the A-League and... I think everyone knows the sort of stature he is in, in the game and uh, what he brings to the game. So I think if he can get out here and um doesn't matter who he plays, so I think he's going to draw a crowd and uh, mm. get people watching, is, which is uh, probably the most important thing uh, for the A-League at the moment. So, um, yeah, it'd be very cool to have him um, in the league and uh, sort of be pretty cool to come up against him. He'd probably make me look a fool, but um, <laughs> it's part and parcel, isn't it? I'm sure that won't be the case, Ryan. There's some rumours that if I think you're going over in November to take on the glory and they might upgrade or up the stadium if Ibrahimovic is playing. Sure, yeah, let them upgrade. Watch us win 4-1 again. <laughs> now, last night was the debut for your boys for Trent Bahagia, who's coming back after a really tough ACL injury, yeah. which affected him 11 months ago. The press this week was saying that in the sprint recording stuff, he is faster over 20 metres than Usain Bolt. What? How fast would he have been had he not done the ACL, do you think? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Actually, it's uh, it's it's uh, frightening. I think he has a pretty good records when he was younger as a sprinter. But um, yeah, he's he's certainly quick, and um, yeah, it was great to see him back last night after such a long road, and um, had a few chances too, which he mm. would have been nice to to score. But um, it's just good to see him back playing and uh, fit and healthy. And are you quicker or slower than Bolt on the measurements right now? Oh, mate, definitely slower. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd get even close. Um, Mate, uh, yeah. you know, we don't blame you for that. He's a, he's a fast guy. But look, uh, City FC are a fast team this year. I'm really excited as a fan to see you guys performing this way, coming out of the gates. And something we were just talking about on the show, I wanted to also get your opinion on. ScoMo, uh, the, pre- uh, the Prime Minister has been running around handing out the waters to a bunch of different sports teams in the last couple of weeks. Can you see ScoMo on the field for Sydney FC bringing the waters? Would you like that? Yeah, we don't get sort of the... the, the the water, the water runner, I suppose, on our field. But if he could come on as a, a part-time physio and yes. uh, when one of the boys goes down, would be nice. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. space out there. And I'm, I'm sure he's a Sydney FC supporter. I think he's from the, the Shire. So I think he'd, he'd back us. So it'd be nice to see him out there and uh, helping the boys out. Uh, yeah. Like he's been doing for a lot of other sports. It's, How good like, would that be? Cool. ScoMo working over the calves. Right. Be- <laughs> yeah, Ryan, we'll make sure your suggestion is a question in Parliament very, very soon. <laughs> Look, con- congratulations for your recent hit-outs for Australia. That's fantastic from a personal point of view. And all the very best for Sydney FC for the rest of the A-League season. Thank you, Ryan Grant. Thank you very much, fellas. Thanks, mate. Go get out, boys in blue. Get out and support Sydney FC, especially while they're at Suburban Grounds. And last night at Leichhardt actually looked great. Yeah, so sick. props to all you Sydney FC fans. But Sydney FC aren't under pressure. 
but you'll need to be to win our pressure test thanks to Karcher. One triple three five three, you sports fans. We're going to play it next. It's the Weekend Legends here on Triple M. This show is definitely on the weekend. Whether these guys are legends may be debatable. Triple M's Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose, and we love sports. Anything to sit around and watch someone else get exhausted. We <laughs> want to reward you for watching sports. So thanks to Karcher, let's do this. Pressure. The Under Pressure Test. Yes, it's time for the under pressure test for another week. If you get the fifth question correct in this game, you win a cartridge pressure cleaner. I'm on medication. It's too much stress every week. This pressure test for yeah, me, it's Rose. really doing it for you. Yep. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to calm you down after this. Yep. Let's get straight into it. Let's start with Jim from Newport. Jim, are you there? Hello, boys. How are we? Good champion. Who's your rugby league team? Manly. Uh, uh, you okay. got the Travoyeviches all packaged up, Jim. Bye, Jim. Thanks for playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Appreciate it. All right, cool, mate. You ready to go, Jim, in the pressure test? All right, sir. All right, here we go. Five questions. Let's see if we can get them all right. How many international games of rugby league are being played tonight in Auckland? <laughs> Two. Oh, Jim, so close. Thanks for playing. Let's go to Webby and Inverall. Webby, how many games of international rugby league are being played in Auckland tonight? Three. Good yes. job, Webby. First question in the bag. Here we go. Question number two. New Zealand beat Wales in the third place playoff. Can you name two types of whale? A uh, humpback and blue. Yes. Very good, Webby. I was hoping to hear narwhal, my favorite, which is the unicorn of the sea. Really? I'm a beluga guy myself. Uh, let's go to question three, Webby. Name one of the grounds Sydney SC call home this season. Um, Bankwest Stadium. Ooh, oh, no. Sorry, Webby. Let's go to our next contestant. That's Mitch in Blacktown. Name one of the ground Sydney FC call home this season, Mitch. Uh, is it the SCG? No. no. Sorry, Mitch. Let's go to Matt in Campbelltown. Give me one of Sydney FC's home grounds, Matty. Leichhardt. Very yes. good, Matty. Eighth wonder of the world. I'll oh, stop it. Let's go to question four. You're almost there, Matty. Michael Hoopter, Hoopter, Hoopter. Michael Hooper is the captain of the Wallabies. Name a current Wallabies player. Um, oh, Jesus, I know it's tough. Um, this is Rayleigh Castle's uh, nightmare. Uh, um, like it back. Ah, oh, sorry, you've been buzzed by Lachlan. Sorry, Matty. I know this is a tough one. Let's see if Rod from North Ride can do it. Name a Wallabies player, Rod. Rod, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Think World Cup. They're on television. The whole thing. There's lots of yeah. them. Uh, no, I can't do anything. Sorry, Rod. Let's go to Tomo. <laughs> no one can name a wallaby. What is going on? Tomo, save us. Can you name a wallaby? Yeah, but Curly Bill. Thank you, Tomo. Thank you, Tomo. Question five. This is the last one, Tomo. Last right. night at the SCG, Australia claimed a 3-0 victory in the 2020 cricket against who? Oh, Sri Lanka. Oh, you go, Tomo. Tomo's mate's giving him the win in the background there. Good job, Tomo. You're our winner. Congratulations to Tomo. You've won yourself a Karcher high pressure washer. Thanks to Karcher. Life's most satisfying clean. We're going to keep We're going to keep rewarding you. Next week, make sure you watch your sports because we're going to do it at the same time here on The Weekend Legends. Nice. We've got a massive second hour to come, so stick around and keep it here on 104.9 Triple M. The Weekend Legends on Triple M. The Weekend Legends catch-up podcast. Best listened to in a Mazda BT50. Built smart and built tough. Make sure it's built like a BT50.